Great morning. Great morning, everybody. Caleb, I'm getting a lot of feedback. What kind of feedback? I don't know. I'm going to just let it go, bro. (laughs) How you doing, man? How's your week? (laughs) I'm chill as a cucumber, man. Week's good. I'm good. Chill chill as a cucumber. I love it. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just, uh, just, just another week in paradise, man. That's all I gotta say, bro. That's all I gotta say. Hey, I was gonna ask. I haven't, I haven't been seeing no, uh, no lake pit, uh, picks, man, or snaps or anything. What's up? Locked in right now, man. Locked in. Locked in. Too much going on. Uh, works great. Working on a couple flip projects. Couple. I thought. So you got more than one. I'm just running around like a dog chasing his tail, man. Man, this guy. Yipping. I do a lot of yipping every day. Hey, when when are we gonna start letting the our followers know like what we're actually doing, bro? That's that's up to my boss. <laughs> Wait, who? Who's the boss? You talking about your wife? Nope. Coop, who we got on the show today, man? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got a uh, a great friend, um, another NDSU stud, uh, which we will introduce here in a bit. All right, Coop, uh, introduce our next guest. Okay, everybody, uh, on today's episode, uh, got another um, NDSU stud. Um, you know, during his time uh, when he was at NDSU, uh, he played all forty-four games um, during his career. Uh, 23 starts, um, entered his senior year with 21 and a half sacks uh, and 21 QB hurries. Um, in 2013, he was a preseason All-Missouri Valley uh, football conference team. Um, he was also voted to uh, College Board and News Weekly National All-Star. And he was also on the Missouri Valley football conference honor roll. Now, Ooh. that is a very, that's a very abbreviated I had to, I had to cut some of this out because there was a lot of stuff. So, uh, with further ado, Cole Jerick, everybody. Thanks, Coop. I appreciate the appreciate the intro on that. Uh, <laughs> make make me sound way better than I than I do for sure. Oh, you was a beast. Don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah, <laughs> Coop, Coop gets not really lie. hyped about these uh, football player intros. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, um, glory days are a little bit behind us. We got to relive them every once in a while. <laughs> love it. Love it. So, Cole, uh, tell our followers uh, just who you are, what you do, and uh, why you do what you do. Uh, my name's Cole Jerk. I, I own Dynasty Performance Training here in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, our, our main uh, clientele is high school, middle school athletes, kind of training, preparing for sports, speed and strength training. Um, you know, we, we, we started in 2016, and, and we're still going strong today. It's been a a wild ride, ups and downs, you know, meeting coaches, meeting players, meeting athletes in this area. It's been a pretty uh, cool experience. It's been fun to, to to watch kids develop, have the opportunity to to meet so many different kids and parents and families and, you know, to go to watch their their football games, their volleyball games, their swim meets. Uh, you know, a little bit of everything's been a pretty, pretty wild and surreal situation here. That's awesome. Man, that, was, that was great. Cool. So let how so okay. So let's 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 go back to you know after football, right? Um, so so how did how did the whole dynasty performance come up? 
the name makes a lot of sense, right, Coop? <laughs> oh, of course it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> ton of sense, but no. So, <laughs> so Dynasty Performance, obviously, uh, the name Dynasty came from my playing time at NDSU. I was, was able to be, you know, same with you, Coop, a part of three national championship teams here. Um, it, it's pretty wild and crazy to to say that, but, I, you know, I had a Dynasty through, through athletics through my college career, and I wanted to – um, kind of keep the dynasty rolling through life. That's kind of where the name came from. But uh, how I got started in, in in training athletics, I unfortunately my senior year, I I had uh, two shoulder injuries. I tore both of the labrums in in, in my shoulders. Um, if you don't know what a labrum is, it pretty much holds your ball in socket, uh, so your shoulder doesn't slide in and out of that socket. And mm-hmm. uh, that made it uh, pretty challenging to to play football and, and do the thing I you know I love to do. But I I grinded through that year on somehow and, and played the rest of my senior season and. I uh, ended up having three surgeries to to put things back together in, in January of 2014 after after our third national championship. And uh, through that process, I spent a lot of time in rehab facilities and you know, working with trainers. And I, you know, I didn't want to quite give up the dream of, of playing football. And I wanted to keep going from, you know, for, for a chance to play in the NFL or a chance to play professional football. So I uh, was working out at ETS. It's Engelbert Training Um down in the cities um they, they've kind of blown up from since now with with adam thielen um i actually worked out with adam thielen when i was down there and um you know we were kind of training partners and, and working in a group and uh, i had to try to cover him as i was trying to play linebacker i had to try to cover him a few times that didn't go so well for me but <laughs> I, you know i kind of kind of was looking for a way to offset my my training costs so i started working there and, and and kind of fell in love with um you know working with athletes and teaching athletes things you know i had some awesome coaches through my day and coach kramer and ndsu and i thought hey this might be a you know a, a path i want to get into so i started um you know, pursuing my strength and conditioning certification and uh, worked through that and uh, got, got passed there. And I said, Hey, Fargo, I think needs, needs something like this. There really isn't uh, you know, a place for some of these athletes to go and do these things. And um, you know, in 2016, I kind of took the leap and uh, moved back up to Fargo and started, uh, started training athletes. The, the first day we opened up, we were lucky enough to have some people walk through the doors and uh, at the time I was working, uh, I hired a former teammate of mine, Christian Dudzik. So it was me and him in the gym, uh, rocking and rolling, lots of long hours, lots of long days. And uh, it was it was it was really cool to have my own kind of thing and be able to you know, work with athletes and do something that um, I really enjoyed doing. And uh, I think the biggest passion kind of came from it was some of the coaches I had through through my life. And in, in high school, I had a strength coach named Scott Solly, who was was absolutely fantastic, and I, I think he was a huge part of my ability to get to be a Division One athlete. He, he helped me develop so much in high school to uh, get on the radars of coaches, and then once I got to NDSU, um, the rumors of of Jim Cramer are true. The guys, the guy's pretty pretty amazing at what he does. And <laughs> it, it's crazy. People always ask me, you know, what's so special about him, and I said that he doesn't have any secrets. You know, he doesn't have any you know secret workouts that nobody else is doing. We're doing the you know the same things on the field, you know, in the weight room that everybody else is doing. We're just holding he, he just holds us to a different standard hold us so accountable to everything and and makes it so that you can't come in and not have a bad workout day your, your teammates will be all over if you don't and the atmosphere he sets up in a weight room I think is what what really makes you know him so special so you know I kind of took pieces from all these parts of my life that that kind of you know taken me to uh, where I'm at today and I kind of wanted to you know bring a little bit of everything but at, at the same time you know be be myself and um, you know, we opened up Dynasty and uh, we've been we've been rolling and we kind of opened up. We were, um, you know, the first we were, it was in March. So we're kind of getting ready for fall sport athletes as we got into the summer there. We had a ton of football players early on, obviously myself and Christian being the, 
the, the two main trainers there. A lot of the football athletes in the area wanted to be there. So people wanted to, to, to work out with former NDSU players. They wanted to find out the magic and, and develop. So it was kind of, uh, kind of fun that that first year to have a really uh, great base of, of of athletes in, but it was, it was it was a little bit too heavy for football. When 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 football started, we kind of ran a lot of our athletes, and we kind of became known as a as a football gym. So it was a stigma we kind of had to shake a little bit um, right, as, we, right. as we grew. So that was kind of one of the the, the harder parts, but. Uh, we got over that fact, and now it's 2020 now, and uh, things are things are rolling strong. Can I go back Man. to? Can I, can I go back, Coop? I mean, you already took it. So, yeah, it's all good. All right. so I want to go back. <laughs> you know, you, you started this business. You had an awesome career at DSU. We didn't even talk about the honor roll, too, right? So mm-hmm. you work you work your tail off on both sides. Um, and you decided, you know, through your experience in in the Twin Cities, that you know. You, this is what you wanted to do. Um, can you go into some of the some of the why why you did it and then why you keep doing it? Right? How's your cup being filled? You know, how do you know that? Yeah, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I think the biggest thing for me was just having the impact on on, on young kids' life. And you know, there's so many kids that you know they want to play college athletics. They want to, you know, they want to have that opportunity to, you know, even if it's Division three, Division two, whatever it is, they want to they want to try and play. And you know, for some kids, it's just hey, I want to make the varsity team my senior year. Or, hey, I want to just I want to get five high school snaps in my career. So you know, there's there's a wide wide gap of goals and, and and different things like that. And so we've worked with athletes that are like, hey, I want to make the varsity team. And athletes, hey, I want to be a uh, you know Division One football player, and you know we don't we don't treat any kid differently when they come in. You know, if the kid wants to you know train to you know just get in shape, we want to, we want to try to find the right plan for that kid. And I think that's my why is just you know being able to touch touch so many kids' lives in, in, in that way and help mold them and and teach them something and kind of develop um, you know a different mindset with them and you know getting them out of bed early to come for an early morning workout or you know getting them after school for for a grind and you know developing relationships not just training them as you know talking to them like hey how was your you know how was your day you know because high mm-hmm. school nowadays is, is is brutal you know hey how was lunch you know what, what you know how was your math test you know just just trying to remember you know things about kids you know i know you know sometimes they okay they had a math test yesterday how did how did it go for them you know check in on them you know because it's probably something they don't want to talk about with their parents or something like that just try to be that that mentor that person that's there from that gets, they can talk about and you can you can tell some days when certain kids come in they you know they've had a rough day of school a rough rough situation going on so you know just trying to trying to brighten their day a little bit and just having a positive impact on you know you know a lot of you know 12 to 18 year olds hmm. nice so let, let's no I, I love this because just listening to you Cole, like it sounds like there was no fear in this whole process. Sounds and, like you're uh, slick. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, was there, was there any fear? You know, like, because when, when you're talking about, you know, you went down to the cities, you were training, and then you, you know, you fell in love with, with, you know, doing something like that, like coaching athletes and stuff, and then you go from that to, okay, let's open up this in Fargo. Um, I'm just, was there any fear in that process for you? Yeah, there was, there was definitely some fear. I, you know, I was a little bit nervous, you know, moving back to Fargo and, and whatnot. It was definitely, um, you know, a big jump for me. I wasn't sure if I wanted to move back to Fargo or make that jump. And, you know, I'm, I'm from the city's area. I'm from Northfield, Minnesota, just about 30 miles south of, of mm-hmm. St. Paul. So it was, you know, that was kind of home for me. I was back home and I was like, God, you know, I, I kind of missed Fargo and, 
you know, kind of took that leap. And, you know, for me, when I, when I took that leap, I said, Hey, it's, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, in, you know, three years, four years, five years, whatever it's going to be, or a year, you know, I'm just a year older, two years older, you know, I'm 25 years old and, you know, my, my business didn't work out. Okay. I can go get a job, you know, doing, doing about anything and, and kind of move on. You know, I can, you know, take that opportunity and take that risk. You know, I was fortunate enough to get a full scholarship to play football. So I wasn't in a position where, you know, I had to pay off a college debt in, in, in that sense. So I could take maybe a little bit more risk uh, at, at the age I did. And um, I think that's what maybe made it a little bit easier to make that jump for me. But, you know, I, I kind of took the mindset that, you know, I, I put a game plan together here and, uh, you know, when I walked onto the field, you know, I might not have been the best player out there, but in my mind, I always thought I was the best player out there. You know, I never doubted myself in a matchup or a game. And that's how I kind of wanted to approach my business. And, you know, I knew that if I put, you know, effort into it and, and, and made it the best situation out there and, and gave the best product out there, it was, it was going to work over time and just had to put the, put the work in for it. So starting that business then, what were some of the, you know, initial hurdles or initial like no, no losses, right? Learn moments mm -hmm. when you, when you, you know, when you start, when you open the doors or even maybe before. Yeah. I, I think some of the hardest things for me, you know, was, you know, what, what, you know, what location do I want to be at? We, you know, we, we went to the West or the, the Southwest Fargo location where we thought uh, that, that the town of Fargo was going to grow and it's, it's really growing and, and taken off and blossomed to that area. And I think it's uh, always a really good location choice. And then, you know, what kind of equipment do we want to put in here? You know, do we want, machines we want free weights we want treadmills you know do we want to be a 24-hour gym do we want to be a you know specialty gym you know making those decisions to kind of you know kind of you know set up your 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 game plan for you know how we were going to operate well you know what were our hours going to be you know you know how many hours could i could i work you know could i um you know could i afford staff right away you know we just trying to figure out those hurdles and it was it was a lot of hours um for sure getting going before i could really feel comfortable you know, hiring too much staff. And I, I still don't feel comfortable when I'm, when I'm not at the gym, I like to be there every single day and have, um, you know, a little bit of control onto everything I'm doing. So I think that some of the biggest hurdles were, you know, just how, how I'm going to do things, how I'm going to, you know, be able to, um, you know, set things up the correct way. And I made a ton of mistakes along the way. We, we set up classes that, you know, nobody showed up for, you know, for, for a few weeks. And all of a sudden, you know, finally somebody showed up and then two people showed up and we kept growing things and, and getting bigger and bigger and just taking that risk and, you know, just hoping and, you know, putting the work in that, that people are going to come. And fortunately enough that we were able to, to get the people we wanted to show up. Who were your, like, who were the relationships or the people that you leveraged, you know, because I'm sure you didn't do everything by yourself right away. I know you talked about Christian, but I mean, maybe himself and then anybody even from the, from the, uh, from the business side of things too. Yeah. So, um, from the business side of things, a, a huge part was my parents. Um, my parents were entrepreneurs. Um, they, uh, they owned a side business, um, so, uh, sold grass lands to landscape companies and put it in people's yards for mm. uh, a long period of time. And they had retired, um, just prior to me opening up. So, uh, they said they wanted to be there to help and support me and, and help me do these things. And my mom was uh, an accountant for the, for the company. So that was a, a, a massive thing to be able to, you know, have somebody like that to help me with the books and help me with taxes, help awesome. me with, with, with so many things. And my dad just to, you know, be there in support and, you know, help me, you know, talk through business situations and, 
you know, just, you know, being there for, for me was huge. He would, he, you know, he'd come here, he'd come and help, help me clean the gym and do it, help me, you know, talk to people. He'd be like, Hey, coming up with ideas. Hey, go talk to this person or that person. And mm-hmm. um, just helping, helping build relationships was, was, was huge that way. And then just using the network I built through uh, my NDSU connections, you know, was mm-hmm. maybe it was old teammates that are now coaching or teaching at schools to, you know, get into certain athlete groups or that were now, you know, coaching a baseball team or working with a dance team or, you know, whatever it was, it was, it was different connections that I built through NDSU that I helped try to leverage as much as I could um, to, to try to grow the business and, and get as many customers as we could in. Mm. Coop, so, you need some sod, don't you? Oh my God. Anyways, I'm just, okay, my bad. My bad anyways, <laughs> sore subject, um, I guess. Um, <laughs> I just thought he, I was like, Oh, this is perfect. That's all I was going to back, think. back, back to the interview. My bad. Um, my bad. So you said, Cole, you said your parents were, they had a, a business. They, they ran a, a business. Um, seeing them run that business, did that like help spark in you the entrepreneurial spirit or fire? Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, obviously I, I grew up working on that, on, on the farm and helping them, you know, with, with their business and in, in different ways and saw the, you know, the hard work that they put in and, and it kind of made me want to be my own boss. But at the same time, it kind of, I think it made me realize, you know, how much work it is to, to be your own boss and, you know, how many hours that they, that they do work. And, you know, when you're, when you, when you, when you think you want to be your own boss and be an entrepreneur, you've got to be ready to, to, to work 60, 70 hour weeks and get paid like you're working 20, you know, and that's not a sacrifice. A lot of people maybe are willing to make. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's something that they taught me is, Hey, there's going to be a lot of days where, you work really, really hard and do a lot of things and it doesn't necessarily, um, you know, mean you're going to get paid on certain things. And, uh, having that background from them, I think was, was, was pretty massive to help me grow and mature as, as an entrepreneur and be um, able to maybe take those steps and, and be able to be, a uh, you take that leap into being entrepreneurship. You said sacrifice and, uh, you said like not everyone's willing to sacrifice. Mm, right? I was going to, I was going to touch that too. Yeah, Keep going. Yeah. So, so why is it worth it to you is I guess my question. Um, you know, what are the future goals or what your future aspirations with, you know, yourself or the business? Yeah. I mean, I, Scotty Hazleton was a, was a defensive uh, line coach when I was there and he's now uh, coaching, the, coaching the NFL. I believe he's at Michigan state now. And one of the things he always, he always said to me that always stuck was the pain of uh, discipline or pain of regret, you know, type situation, you know, if you, if you don't put the, you're not disciplined to, you know, put certain things that, you know, do certain things a certain way, or, you know, to, to, to study or to learn your playbook or to take leaps when you need to, or, you know, go to work on time, show up for your meetings. If you're not, you know, disciplined enough to do those things, you're going to have a, a lot of regret at some point in your life. You're, you're, you're going to regret not, you know, going to college and, 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 you know, using that degree or, you know, getting that degree or, you know, if I don't show up for meetings or go to my lifts, you know, I'm not going to play in those games. And, you know, that, that, that kind of changed me as, as I thought. And, you know, I kind of looked at things that, you know, 22, 23 years old, if, you know, I, I can take that leap right now and, and, and make that, make that, you know, leap into entrepreneurship. And, and if I fail, you know, I, I, I fail, you know, I, I can move on to, with, you know, a different thing in life and, you know, I can go get a job. If it's flipping burgers at McDonald's, I can find a way to go pay the bills if I have to. But, mm-hmm. if, you know, in, in 10 years, if I look back and I never took that chance and never took that leap, I think I would have regretted a ton. And um, it's, it's, it's something that kind of keeps me motivated every, every day to, 
uh, you know, keep going to work is, Hey, you, you, you took this leap and you're, you're, you wanted to do this and, and you love it. So, you know, you might as well get up and, you know, it's, it's a lot of 5am days, but when you get up at those 5am days and, and you can see positive results from kids, it, it kind of makes it worth it. Beat the sun up, right? Coop. 10, <laughs> 10, 10 X. Coop, Coop, you are always beating that sun up. It's, it's always. <laughs> I just, I love how Caleb always does this. This is not the Coop interview. Okay. That was my, oh, my bad, man. My okay. bad. I just, I was just like, oh man, Coop's gonna love that. You know, no, I, I, I no, I love. I just love how Cole, you're talking about like the mistakes and like the failure, and you know, if I try this and I fail, I don't. You know, it's not the end of the world. Um, I was just curious, like, like, where did you, like, and maybe it's it's football, us playing football, man, that's where it comes from. But where does that like mindset, like? I, I just feel like people look at fear or risk the, the fear of failure and they make it a bigger thing than it is. And and just hearing you talk, you're just like, if I fail, I fail. I can go get a, a job or I can go flip burgers. Like where, like where does that not being scared of failure, it seems like come from? I think, uh, you know, a few different parts in my life. You know, I, I, I grew up a, a ginormous Gopher, Gopher Athletics fan. Um, you know, I, I wanted to play for the Gophers growing up so bad in my life. And, um, you know, when they, they told me I wasn't good enough to play for them and um, I ended up committing to, to North Dakota State, you know, I, I could have looked at that as a failure. You know, is one way I look at it. You know, I didn't, I didn't complete my goal, but instead of looking at it as a, as a failure, you know, I looked at it as okay, here's an opportunity, and, and that opportunity was I got to go play the Gophers a couple of years later and and hit, and beat them, which was, which was hey. kind of wild. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, one, one of my favorite games of my career. I mean, we had a ton of Minnesota boys on that team. Obviously, you being from Minnesota, Marcus Williams, Billy Turner, John Crockett. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Of guys that were kind of overlooked, and I, I think you know that that chip on our shoulder definitely, definitely helped with things. And you know that's just kind of the way I approach things. You know, when I when I stepped onto the football field, I was going to make a ton of mistakes. You know, and I, I was going to make a mistake. I was going to take the wrong step. I was going to you know punch with the wrong hand and make the wrong move. Uh, but if I didn't counter and and do something different, you know, or uh, adjust on the fly, you know, it's going to be a bad day. And you know, you kind of have to apply. I apply that in you know real life. If if I keep doing the same marketing plan and nobody's coming. You know, it's probably time to change something. You know, if if you if you're not happy with your with your job, if you're not happy with your situation, we'll we'll change it. Go find a go find a new job. Go find a new situation. You know, it's it, it's crazy. You know, um, I, I turned thirty this year, and I I thought you know at thirty years old, you know, when I was younger, I was that was super old. Well, I look at it now. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 young. I mean, if I yeah. if I started if I started a new career tomorrow and and worked it for five years and failed at it, you know, I'm still thirty five. You know, I'm still super young. You know, there's 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 so many years in your life to live and, and, and do different dif- different things and you know i want to take risk i want to take make investments and and, and try new things and you know t- take opportunity and if, if it doesn't work out you know you'll i'll find a way to adjust and, and make you know make it a make it a positive in the long run i like i like your outlook cole a lot i think i think you and i are really similar in that way when it comes to opportunities and um taking risks uh with your business um what's, I mean, you've been going four years strong now, got, you know, gotten through a pandemic or gotten through a chunk of a pandemic, I should say. I mean, what are the big differences from even 2016, 2017 and now with how you run your business, how it's set up? I think one of the biggest thing now is, you know, we we have a staff in place where I can, you know, step aside a little bit, you know, if I, you know, I can give myself a day off here or there, I can, you know, 
if I have a family thing going on, I can, you know, take an extra day and, you know, go to the cities and, you know, hang out with them. And, uh, you know, I can, you know, I've grown to, you know, you know, give people a little bit more responsibility. And it's a really hard thing for me to do is, you know, not be in control of everything. I like to control everything that goes on in my business and just trying to, um, you know, let other people, you know, do things that to help out, you know, that, you know, I have trainers that, that are, that are awesome, that, that, that do a fantastic job and it's, you know, being able to trust them and, and, and let them do their thing. And, you know, we've evolved our training processes over the years. I think, you know, if you, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again without evolving and, and, and trying new things, uh, I, I think you'll, 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 you'll fall behind, but at the same time, you still want to be true and you don't want to just be gimmicky. There's, there's a ton of things you watch on YouTube that are like, wow, that's, that's not helping these kids get any better. You know, it, oh, it might, yeah, it might look real cool, but it, that's not, that's, that, that's not going to help this kid, you know, get the results he wants. So it's still being true to your roots, but it, it's still, still evolving at the same time. That stuff drives me crazy, especially it <laughs> seems like with um, basketball or football, where they're just making something up with an interesting name mm-hmm. just just to be like, this is the new, you know, like, I don't know. It, that It literally drives me nuts. I'm a big fundamental guy mm-hmm. in sports or business, right? And it's just like, man, wake up and wake up and work hard, right, Coop? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Cole, I have to ask again. Um, how So this whole COVID thing, um how has it been for you like from the beginning up till now like how have you had to um adjust or pivot uh, i mean it was interesting you know for for a while we were you know but pre- prior to covid we were actually working on some online platforms building a video library and and getting like stuff like that ready um not necessarily for for our gym to get shut down and have to do those things but um we were, we were shut down for seven weeks um, for, for a stretch there where we you know, couldn't have athletes into the gym and couldn't do certain things. And uh, we pivoted really quickly to an, an online platform where we were able to, you know, have people doing at-home workouts. You know, we're sending videos for free out to people every single day. You know, I was still going to the gym daily and, you know, posting five minutes of content of, of, of videos and exercises and, and giving people free content to, to, to go try and, you know, get to get to know what we're doing and, um, you know, we still have residual income coming in from, from that stuff right now, still monthly people, you know, paying for, you know, at home services or, um, mm-hmm. workout training plans or nutrition plans that we were able to sell them, you know, during that pandemic time where we weren't able to be open. So for me, it was, Hey, we, we adjusted and, you know, we kind of sped up our process of having to, um, you know, debut, I guess our online platform, which was uh, a little bit scary at the time, but, uh, it was, it was kind of fun for me to take a, a different step and a different approach and, you know, put myself on in, in front of a camera and be like, Hey, here we go. This is a workout. And, uh, this is, this is what we're doing today, you know, and, and put the exercises out there and, you know, not, not being able to coach person, you know, in person was, was hard for me. You know, I, I really enjoy, you know, being able to, to, to work with that client and teach them things and, um, you know, kind of work hands-on and, and show them what they're doing right, show them what they're doing wrong. And then to to have that taken away was was difficult. So, so to kind of have online meetings, online conference calls with people and then online videos um, was a big part, part for us to be able to pivot. And then when we were able to, to kind of get back open, it was uh, finding ways to to follow the guidelines to start with. You know, we had limited capacity in the gym and we had a ton of people that wanted to get in, you know, a ton of athletes that were playing fall sports that said, hey, it's you know, our season's not that far away. We, we mm-hmm. think we're playing. We, we want to work out. And all the high schools, are, our weight rooms are closed and they can't get in. So, you know, we're doing workouts in the in, in the lawn of the 
of, of the gym because we don't have, um, you know, space in the gym based on the ca- capacity rules. Uh, you know, we were rotating people from in the gym to outside, um, you know, wiping everything down, teaching kids how we, you know, how to, how to socially distance in the gym, how to clean things the right way. And um, we're just really pivoting to, to, to make it so there wasn't a spread of COVID for one in our facility. Uh, these kids were able to stay healthy, able to get the workouts that they wanted uh, was, it was a big thing for us and then um, for, for, for our, for our athletes to give them that peace of mind to, to be able to have a place where they could go and get that done, I think was, was huge. So it's been a, a, a wild, wild um, kind of pandemic for us, but it's been a huge learning experience for me to, to learn to do things differently and kind of pivot a little bit. <clears throat> so that... go ahead. Cooper. No, you, no, you go, you go. I was going to transition. I mean, it sounds like you're doing the right things. It sounds like you're doing it for the right reasons too. And, and you have the four years of success to back it up, but then, you know, why, uh, why dynasty, right? Like why, why your gym? There's plenty of other gyms in town. Like, what are some of the things that or things or reasons that, you know, you set yourself up to be a little bit different? Yeah. I think one of the, one of the big things for us when I, when, when people, someone asks me that question is it's just, you're not just another number that's coming in, into the gym with us. It's, it's, um, you know, a personal relationship we want to build with you, whether you're working directly with me or another one of our trainers, I always talk with them is, you know, make sure we ask them, you know, how, the, how they're doing today. Make sure we say hello when they walk in, make sure we say goodbye when, when they leave and, you know, ask them how their day was going, ask them, you know, what they got going on this week or how their weekend was, uh, you know, just building an actual relationship with that client, you know, besides the training factor. And then, you know, when it comes to the training side of things is, is providing a high end product for them, you know, uh, you know, there's, there, there's X amount of, uh, of workouts that you can do. There's a million different things that you could do. And, you know, we get so many different levels of athletes into our gym where we have to, you know, be on our toes and customize things. You know, when we have a, you know, 12 year old athlete in, you know, the, the ability that 12 year old athlete is such a wide, widespread, you know, you might have a kid that's just hitting puberty that, that hasn't, you know, maybe built those built up any strength yet, or this kid that mm-hmm. is, is hitting puberty that's grown six inches in the last two months. And he has no idea how to control his body because his core is so weak. And, you know, what exercises are going to make sense? You know, if we have a two week or two month window to work with this athlete, well, it doesn't make sense to to start doing certain activities where, you know, it's going to be a learning process for those two months. We try to find, you know, lifts that we can do that we can start building muscle and start building things right away with them. So we're just trying to find that customized program for them to, to develop them as, as, as fast as we can and as effective as we can in the, in the time constraints that we kind of have, you know, before their season starts. Cause you know, we, we leave the, we leave it kind of up to the client, you know, how many days you want to come in, how, you know, what kind of training do you want to do? And then we kind of take it from there. We kind of give them an a la carte option of, of, of our services and let them kind of choose. We definitely give them recommendations on what we think would be their best program. But um, you know, once we kind of settle on a plan, we try to put them in the best situation and, and provide the best product to them and, there, there's definitely a ton of really good options in this town. I just think we we provide the the most customized and, and most flexible program in this town for for athletes to get better. And uh, we've seen a ton of really good results, and we have a ton of proven results. And we've we, we've sent guys to you know we've we've trained I don't know five or no five guys that have gone to the NFL now, uh, two guys that are playing Major League Baseball right now. Um, three, sorry, three guys that are playing major league baseball right now. We get pro day guys almost every single year from, from nearby colleges that trust us. So it, it's kind of been, you know, a pretty cool thing when an agent calls you and said, Hey, you had our guy last year. He had awesome results at pro day. Like I want to send our guys to you next year too, to, to get phone calls like that's mm-hmm. pretty, uh, a pretty surreal kind of feeling that, you know, that, Hey, what, what you're doing is working and keep it up. 
Coop, before you go, I want to go back to the start of what you said. Um, and you had such an emphasis on relationships. Um, why did you set that out as, you know, a cornerstone of your company? I, th- I think one of the biggest things for me as I, um, you know, through high school and through my college career was uh, relationships with players and relationships with coaches. And um, I ne- necessarily have the best relationship with my college coach, um, but I had great relationships with, with, with a ton of my teammates and, uh, you know, it's something that, you know, it just, you, you can never get back, you know, relation, you build those relationships with these guys and, you know, I see see guys you haven't seen in four or five years, and it's like you, you saw them yesterday. The, the the relationship's so strong, and you, you're so interested in how their life's going, and you, you you truly care about that person. You know, I want everyone to you know that comes to our gym like to feel like they that that we care about them, that somebody cares about them, anyways. And you know, they can they can come in here and talk, and they, you know, if they're in a bad mood, we put them in a better mood. And I think you know, at, at that age, having a, having a strong relationship with really anybody can can help these kids out in, a, in an immense way. Mm. I like that. So I, I just um, a couple things. Um, I just like how you're. For you, it's all about learning, right? Um, you know, and and the, and the some of the people we've had on here that have had to carry a business through this whole COVID thing. Um, you know, it, it's just cool to see the the mindset from a certain group to a different group you know you know the group that's woes me um this sucks like how are we gonna get by you know and, mm-hmm. like, and then you and then you got the people like cole who's out here okay well we're working on this online program let's get it out like now's the time like how how can we still uh add value to our customers even though we're not open um and i you know i I haven't really seen a whole bunch of that. I mean, I feel like a lot of gyms are doing that, but, um, you know, outside of the gym space, like you don't, you don't really see the creativity come out as much. Um, and so it's just cool to see how you pivoted, pivoted, uh, Cole during, during that time. And I will say too, um, I know he's probably one of the few, owners in the that own a gym that still is out there you know with the athletes you know or with his his training class like you know and I'm there in the mornings like he's cracking jokes like you know it's it's just it's just different when when the owner is there you know than a trainer and you never see the owner you know so I just wanted to put that that thing that's pretty pretty neat I think that's awesome it reminds me of uh it reminds me of the gym I used to work for. Um, Why don't you ever say their name? I'm just, I'm just I'm, always wondering. Uh, you know, you, you never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was, that was a curve. That was a real. I mean, curve. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's keep going. People keep going. can figure it out. But uh, I, I used to work for a, a company that went private for $4 billion in the Twin Cities market. Very large corporate gym. I used to work for them in the in the club and in the corporate setting, but the stories of, you know, this gym, I mean, it, it was started by a, you know, first generation American immigrant and they started in Brooklyn park, Minnesota. So you should be able to figure it out by now. Right. But this dude was in the gym daily for hours, right. Um, hours and I cleaning, greeting every member by name, 
Uh, and he didn't come at, come at it from the athlete side, you know, a thing, his, his niche was more like, Hey, you know, we want to provide you with the luxury, you know, clean, a clean place for, for you to uh, live, you know, here's another clue, the healthy way of life. Right. Um, and the owner was in there every day, man, every day, open another location, open another location. Right. Bought out a, bought out a club. I think he, ha- I think uh, this company has something like 140 some facilities and, uh, you know, I think they were, they were in talks due to COVID of, you know, purchasing some very large um, gyms on the East and West coast, you know, and just continuing to grow their brand. Right. And I agree with you, Coop, when you see the owner or would you see somebody, you know, practicing what they preach? Um, that's huge. That's huge. And, and Cole, let me, I mean, feel free to feel free to touch on anything I just said there, but I'm also curious, um, you know, what's next? What's the plan? I mean, someone like you just doesn't, yep, we got a gym, you know, it's going good. You know, like what, what's next on the docket? Yeah. I mean, what what you said there, you know, we had some clients in the other day too, and they're like, yeah, it's just different. Like you said, they say it's just different when you're here, the energy is different and stuff like that. And, Mm. uh, you know, not to say that some of the trainers we have don't do a great job because that, you know, they said it's awesome, but you know, like you said, when the, when the person that, that owns the place is there, it, it feels different. And, you know, I've been in different facilities too, where, you know, I'll still go out to other gyms and work out. You know, I have friends in the, in the gym business and I'll go hang out at their gyms every once in a while and just grab a workout just to, to change things up myself. And, you know, I want to stay in shape myself because I don't want to ever be that uh, out of shape gym trainer that that's telling you to, 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 to get in shape. Hey, I don't, give me I don't think that works. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like to cha- challenge the kids every once in a while, let them, let them know that they're, they're, they're still not on my level. I can still out jump them and out run them so a few yeah. of them get me every once in a while but i gotta gotta put some of them in their place when when the time is right but yeah i don't, I don't know I, I think you know just keep growing the, the the market that we're in here we're building you know awesome relationships and you know we're, we're coming up on a on a time where uh you know our lease and our facility is going to be up and you know it's it's what do we do do we renew in the spot that we're at do we upgrade to a bigger facility do we partner with a you know, say a baseball club or a hockey team and you know get uh get into a big you know fancy mm. facility you know we have you know, a, a ton of options that are out there to us right now that we're looking at every single day. And I think, you know, I'd be doing a disservice to myself. If I didn't look at, you know, every option and this disservice to really the, the, the Fargo uh, Moorhead area, if I didn't look at every option for, for, for growth in this industry and, you know, different ways to develop things. And uh, I had a meeting today with, uh, uh, with a company that does like uh, mindset training, uh, you know, the mental, the mental aspects of motivation and, and, and things like that about potentially bringing that to the, to, to the surface in our facility and bringing it to, you know, clubs and teams in the area and, and try to develop, you know, obviously the, the strength and conditioning, but also the mental side of things, I think is a, a, a huge, a huge thing that athletes need, need to develop as well. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Cole, what are you, what are you doing to, um, like to grow you? Like, like, are you, do you read books, like personal development podcasts? Like, what do you, what's the Cole doing to better himself? Uh, I try to read. I, I struggle. I don't, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't read all that well. I, I don't really love reading. It's not something I enjoy. Uh, I, I try to do it because I, I want to better myself that way. So I've kind of got a little bit more into the, uh, the podcast world and you know, I'll mm-hmm. listen to a little bit of everything. You know, I'll listen to trainers podcasts. Um, I listen to, um, you know, Gary V, Grant Cardone, um, Jordan Syatt's one of the, the big fitness guys that I, 
that I kind of fall in love with his stuff. He's just very real with things. And um, you know, just kind of listening to the, some of their podcasts, just I think holds me accountable. Um, um, uh, my let, uh, uh, damn my let, I think is his name. Um, his podcast as well. Everyone's just really, very real and, and, and they're very, they hold themselves so, so accountable in there and, and make it, and make think life situations seem so simple and so, so real in situations that it makes me, you know, kind of evaluate myself and what I'm doing every single day and, and how I can, you know, be there for, for my clients and, and grow myself to, to, to grow the business for one, grow myself as a person uh, for two and, 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 you know, grow, grow the relationships I have. Cause I don't want to, don't want to settle and don't want to, you know, just, you know, r- run the gym into the ground. Cause I think it's going well and let it sit there for a year and all of a sudden I come back and be like, Oh, you know what, what in the world happened? You know, if, yeah. you, if you don't keep growing, it's, it's gonna, you know, it's going to pass you up as, as Grant Olson always used to say, you know, body emotion stays in motion. You know, you got to keep, got to keep things moving all the time to, to, to keep up with things. So true. Shout out to Grant Olson. That's a wise man. <laughs> very, very wise. He's just, very he's like wise. the smartest, smartest football player or coach I've ever met in my life. When he talks football, I'm like, Grant, okay, was... I'm glad you said that, but you, could you say that in like a, like a normal person's <laughs> terms? Like, can, can you really explain that to me? Like, come on now. No, I always, I, I, I always love, and it like, I would get mad, but it was so funny. Like when we would practice against him, he would like call the plays out, like call the offensive plays out. Like he would like know the formation. Like he was just an unreal dude. Like he'd be out there calling it. I'm in here dying. Like shut up, Gio. Like let us run the play. <laughs> we'd, be the, <laughs> we'd, be the, we'd be in the sideline with the chalkboard out. And Grant would be like, "Yeah, this guy went here, here, and here, and here." And I'm be like, "Yeah, I think that happened." And you get to film and like, how does he like remember that exactly all the time? You know, it's like <laughs> the like, great ones going, always yeah. know. Man. The great ones always. Oh, it's like their he, minds out of their body. His vision is was, was unreal. I'm like I saw like the couple guys around me, but I'm like, how did you see the receiver that was like 25 yards away from you? Yeah. Know what he was doing like that's just it's just different level, and that's what. You know, he wasn't wasn't he wasn't a bad athlete. He wasn't the greatest athlete, but his brain made him so fast on the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cole, what what advice are you giving to your younger self or to somebody you know, you know, somebody young who maybe wants to do what you do? Uh, I think you know, find find your niche and find what you want to do. Um, the fitness industry is so diverse, and you know, different different things you can get into. You know, do you want to do personal training? You know, do you want to work with special needs children? Do you want to work with mm. um, elderly? Do you want to work with youth? Do you want to work with athletes? Do you want to work with obese people? Do you want to work with, you know, whatever population? You know, if you want to get into the fitness industry, you know, honestly, go to a gym and, you know, volunteer and, and intern and, and then find out what you love. You know, for my first probably, I don't know, 40, 50 hours of work at, at a few different gyms. You know, I just volunteered and interned with them and just, I was like, Hey, I just want to learn, you know, I just want to be around your other trainers and be around you and just see what you do. And, you know, if, if you find an industry that you like, you know, find the the person that's best at it and, and, and just, you know, figure out what, what they're doing, figure out how they, how they operate, how they do things. And, uh, you know, their, their, their good practices are going to rub off on you and you're going to do things the, 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 the right way. And I think the biggest thing is just, yeah, find, find out what you actually really like. There's so many people that at the age of 18, make a decision to, um, let's just say, go into nursing or go into teaching or, mm-hmm. or go into an industry that, that, that they feel that they would love. And all of a sudden, two years later, they're like, I don't, I don't want to teach or I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that, but they're too scared to, to do anything else. I'm like, well, who cares if you go back to school for two or three more years? Okay. So now you're 24 instead of 22 when you hit the job market, you know, you still have so much opportunity ahead of you and 
you, know, you have the opportunity to to do so many things, find what you actually love, find what you actually really enjoy doing and, and, and take that jump to get there. Because if you're not happy with, with what you're doing at, at work, it's it's going to be a long, long life to live. I think I think uh, I mm. just saw Gary V. Uh, yeah. He said either I, I saw it recently, like any self-imposed timeline you put on yourself is, is just setting yourself up for a life of misery. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've touched yeah. on that a couple of times, Cole, like literally just like go for it. If it doesn't work out, you, you'll do something else. Right. Like I, I love the advice you're giving. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, Gary Vee says it all the time. It's like, you know, there's so many people that like, I want to be a millionaire by 30 or I want to have my dream job by 25. It's yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so what happens when you're 24 and you're, you're, you know, an entry level job. Now you're miserable because you didn't hit your goal. It's like yes. set your goal to, retire at 75 because you're probably going to hit that goal you know set realistic goals out there and <laughs> you're you know you're, you're obviously gonna you know f- find bigger goals along the way but you know don't don't set unrealistic goals of you know being a millionaire by 30 like that's really really difficult to do you know you gotta you gotta have a little luck involved to get to some you know some of these spots and just you know some people or, or be okay unreal. be okay if you don't right and then for re- sure reset Reset, you know? Yeah, why I'm okay you, with you know, goals, why, Okay, so now I'm turning 30, I turned 30 this year. I'm obviously not going to be a millionaire this year. You know, what caused me from not getting there? Okay, so how do I reset? And hey, maybe the goal is to get it, to hit it by 40 now. Okay, and then what can I do over these next 10 years to, to, to get there? It's it's not just give up on that goal. It's reset and, and reevaluate and, and, and find a way to, you know, make that goal still a reality. Mm. Yep. Don't, what what's, what's the saying? Uh, don't don't lower the goal increase your action increase mm. your your level of activity see you next week Coop. you got you guys know who said that <laughs> i don't gc grant cardone grant, oh Coop's mm. hype now well he's, he's <laughs> well i didn't i didn't jump in when he said gc he listens to gc i was like i'm just let it go because uncle, uncle g it. is Coop's man man oh, I love, he I is love, i love gc um no, this was this was awesome, Cole. Really, uh, really, really appreciate you setting some time um, aside for us. No, you're absolutely extre- extremely busy. Um, is there is uh, where can our followers uh, find you, link up with you, or, or um, your gym? Yeah, um, our Instagram handle um, Dynasty Fargo, Facebook Dynasty Performance Training. Um, my personal page is Cold Cold Jurek um, on on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can find me on there or just message me, uh, Cole at dynasty performance training.com. You can shoot me an email. And, you know, if you, if you're looking for, you know, online training, personal training, athlete training, you know, anything we, we, we have the clientele to do it or the, the, the trainers to do it all. I like to do it all myself, but I've, I, I've learned to delegate a little bit and, uh, I'd love to work with some, some, some more clients or just anybody that wants to, you know, maybe get in the industry, let me know. We can, we can talk about how it, how you guys got here or how I got here and how I could help you get there. That's Love awesome, it. Cole. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Cole. Thank, thanks. Really appreciate your time. No problem. Great episode, Coop. Another great episode, Caleb. Cole can... seems like an extremely organized gentleman. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, just even like just how he runs his um, his gym. I mean, it's clean, it's neat, uh, and like 
talking about the COVID stuff, like in the cleaning and the organizing, like he just went after it instead of complaining. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. And I, I just, I just love, I just love that. I just love his, uh, just his outlook, you know? Um, I just loved how he was just throwing around learning mistakes. Um, you know, it, like timelines, you know, and I feel like to be, in his spot or like an entrepreneur, you, you have to be able to look like failure in the face and just, I don't want to say laugh at it, but just realize like, Hey, if it happens, it happens. I'll adjust and move on to the next thing or, or find a way, like find a way to learn. Like he used learn a lot, you know, when we're talking to him, um, Mm -hmm. which, 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 you know, how you, you know, and, and anyone can have that outlook. You know, it's it's just it's just f- funny the ones that are in certain positions in life have that you know, and so um, your how you say things and how you word things um, is big, um, and and just real quick didn't mean to interrupt, but like I just so we we have our our book club that we do right, and I just love how to to get to the next level whatever it is you don't. You don't need to read like and when I when I say that, um, you know, I feel like people say, oh, you, you need to read X amount of books, this, that, which I mean, there is proven like you do need to read. But like, I just I just find it interesting that we've had multiple people on here and like they're not huge readers. Um, there's other avenues they use, like whether if it's YouTube podcast is a big one. Um, it's all about just getting information. No matter how you learn, right? It's, no matter it's, how you learn. You it's know? like some people have to be a textbook, right? Some yep. people some people have to hear it. Some people have to touch it. You know, whether you're doing workshops, right? Or like seminar, like Or conferences. That or... that's a phenomenal point, Cooper. Yeah. Because I, we do we do the book club because we know that hey, this pushes us. Yeah, this pushes you, us. Yeah. Push, like this pushes us. We both can like mm, Cooper's on what chapter? Man, like I need okay. All right. I need to lock in. I need to absorb some of this and take notes. You know, well, so the, I can so I can, you know, hang with this intellectual individual. Right. Uh, like, no, you're going too far. Going you know what I'm far. saying? You know what I'm saying though? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. It, 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 again, it's just it's just finding what works for you mm-hmm. at the at the end of the day. And like, doing it. And and doing it. What's 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 the uh what's the saying? Um People say knowledge is power, right? But that's not true. Applied knowledge, yeah, is power. Little asterisk in there. Got to Got to Got to You got the knowledge is great, but if you, I mean, if you don't do anything with the knowledge, then there's no power in sitting on, sitting on the couch and watching. I'm not even gonna go there. Wow. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Cole. Cole's a super positive oh, love dude. It. I love loved it. how positive he was. Love it. Uh, and like even even during the whole COVID thing, like when I would talk to him, like, like he just he didn't even sense anything. Like he was just yeah, Jim's down, like just you know, trying to work through it, you know, hoping and like what really blew my mind is like he was hoping like all the gyms like made it through. Right? That's crazy. Like he would always like, man, I just hope, you know, other guys can make it through. Like he this, is a better yeah. man than me. Like wow. <laughs> wow. I'm just there thinking like, wouldn't you want you know, wouldn't you want the other gyms to 
Yeah, war you know? of attrition. You know, like right? you, know, you would get, but like no, like he like, I'm telling you, he's a like real like cares about, you know, not even like just people that he works with, but even like other gym owners. You know, like he was saying, like he goes and hangs out with other people at mm-hmm. their gyms. You know, so like relationships, yeah, yeah man, relationships, yeah. So you you had, uh you ever been uh you ever been tackled by Cole? Uh, I can't remember. I mean, he he was a different beast, oh, wow, man. Cool. Like he, you know, he wow, was cool. he, he was he was in the wow. he was in the trenches though. Like I would, you know, maybe like on a sweep or something, like a jet. Yeah, like, they want they want they wanted that yeah, they wanted that Woodbury four by four speed, front running the outside. Bro, just let it go, dude. <laughs> just let it go. You I'm need to tweet. To... Out, you need to tweet the video again. I that need... was that was fun. Well, that was lit. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna. I'm trying to get the anchor on here. Yeah, I'm trying mate. to get the anchor on here, so I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, what was your favorite part of the podcast? My favorite part, um, I loved how he talked about his uh, his family, right, and how they had their own business. Mm-hmm. And again, like this, this is probably one of the few things that I'm always listening for when we interview people is like how they, what lit them. You know, there's a lot of things that you know, people do it for different reasons, but I just always find it that correlation there. Like, you know, if your parents did something on their own business or entrepreneur, whatever, it just, I just find it funny how almost 80 to 90% the kids will pick up on that. Um, And so like, for me, it's just cool. Like, like me, like what, you know, what we're doing um, that the kids are watching, like, they Always. are they are watching very very closely and like it's crazy because Bray will say something and me and Lindsay will look at each other and like want to and like want to get mad but we look at each other like uh I think I heard you say that like last like yesterday and so it's so funny like Bray will say something and like she'll say it so perfectly like in the right moment and she shouldn't say it right but. <laughs> Forces you to be better. Oh, it, it does. It does. And, you, and like, you want to say something, you're like, oh, bro, you can't be saying that. Duh, duh. And then, like, Millions will have a talk there. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, we got to be, uh, we got to be better. <laughs> and I'm all about situations that make me want to be better, Coop. For so, sure. For that's, sure. That's good. That's real good. Um, what about you? What's your favorite part? Oh, okay. Okay. Since you did ask, um, my favorite part of, the podcast was how many times Cole talked about how, like, I think I touched on it at the end, right? Like, dude, who cares how old you are or what you have? I mean, Colonel Sanders made it when he was 50 something. Um, there's a phenomenal movie about the founder of McDonald's, Ray Kroc. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you never know when you're about to find your moment. You know, if you this doesn't work know. out, on to the next one. Yeah. Or like, one. or like that picture, you know, you got the guy, like the two guys in the mind. Right, and they're like hitting the, oh, the axe. Oh, so true. Yeah, and like the one guy is probably at like ninety nine or like ninety eight, ninety nine hits. He's right, right and there, he's, and he's right there, and he's like, "Man, I can't, I'm I dumb. can't do it." And you got the dude at the like on the other page or the bottom of the page, like he's not even close, right? But he, but he's still going, right? And like sometimes you just got to keep going and keep pushing. You just never know when that that one chip or that one hit is going to produce all the diamonds. You just mm-hmm. never, you just never know. Never know, man. You never know. But yeah, it was a good, good, good podcast, man. It's great. great podcast. Shout out to Cole Jurek. Check out Dynasty. 
in Fargo. Follow him on his handles, Cole Jurek. Um, great episode, Coop. Great episode, man. Uh, please, everybody, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, again, just trying to bring you guys great information. Um, so, yeah, just subscribe. give us some reviews or feedback, give, too, man. Give us some reviews, feedbacks. I mean, if you want to shoot me something disrespectful on Facebook, like I got no give problem. me that three star review with some uh, hate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all good. We're just we're just trying to get better. Add value. That's what we're trying to do. Add yep. value. So, yeah. Plus, this, plus I get to talk to Coop, you know, so just keep it rocking. No, we should we should take that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see you next week, everybody. See you next week, Coop.